Hey everybody, Terry here for another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to introduce our guest this week, Leo the Kind, who is nominated for the Boston Music Award for Pop Artist of the Year. I wasn't really familiar with Leo's work that much. Um, I'd heard him pop up on a few tracks from other artists, just as like a featured singer. Uh, so I was really excited to take the dive into his discography. But yeah, it was a great talk, very, very off the cuff, but we kind of got right into right into stuff. It's a great talk to listen to if you're an up-and-coming artist, musician, uh, who wants to just learn a little more about sort of the, the dedication and time it takes to break through as a, as a DIY pop artist. I don't really have much to introduce other than that. Uh, I think this episode is going to come out right before the BMAs uh, are held. Uh, it's a l- little too late to vote now, but um, you know, Leo is nominated. A bunch of other artists that we've had on this podcast are nominated. The podcast itself is nominated for Podcast of the Year. So fingers crossed, knocking on wood, that um, we got enough little pudding cups to, to vote for us. Anyway, here's my interview with Leo the Kind. Enjoy. Baby, take your heels off. Earrings to hoops all drama. Break all the fear off. You look good where you go, men follow. Came to have a good time. Don't you want to live right? Make the most of this night. This week, I'm joined by Leo the Kind. 
who's a pop artist, you know, loose, loosely going to use that word pop because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like having listened to your music a bunch in the past couple of days, you're very, very versatile uh, with your with your genre expression. But thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, how are you doing? Of course, of course. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. I've definitely heard of the publications and the things that you guys have done. So when my team was like, hey, they want you on, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I definitely, you know, rock with these people. So, no, thank you for having me. It's it's an honor. Totally. Hell yeah. And I know you were recently nominated for uh, a Boston Music Award for Best uh, Pop Artist or Pop Artist, yeah. Pop Artist of the Year. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. We, um, I won last year. So to get nominated again and fingers crossed, hoping I win, like to win two years in a row is honestly sick. So I might have to carry around, which I'm fine with. I might have to carry around the pop artist thing. Like <laughs> you won, you won two, you know, two pretty substantial awards in that category. You might as well call yourself a pop artist. So yeah, no, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing you know how it goes and um there's a lot of cool people nominated like i'm just super glad to even be in the mix right now especially with the way the world is right now absolutely yeah yeah uh, and so i had heard your name like bandied around the past couple months uh but i hadn't like heard you yet until your team reached out mm -hmm. to work something out so like i was like this is probably a good time to like jump jump right in dive into the into the music but you're um you're doing some good numbers on on Spotify at least like the visible ones like especially yeah in, definitely. But you're originally from like Boston and the greater Boston area, right? Right. Yeah. So I was I lived in Dorchester until I was about twelve, I think, and then I moved to Abington for like a year, and then I moved to Brockton, and that's where I'm at now. Cool, cool. Brockton has a pretty pretty poppin' music scene at the moment. Yeah. Uh, between you and like Van Buren, I know is down there. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so it's exciting not just to see like the city of, like artists from the city of Boston get more notoriety, but also like other cities in, in Massachusetts and in New England. Definitely. So uh, how does it feel like sort of leading helping to lead the pack there and like put Brockton on like the map in like a much more national, a sense of more national recognition. It's, it's crazy, man, because like I been involved in the music scene here for a while. I mean, like Brockton was still so new to me and like I met Van Buren and all those other guys out here. Um, we used to go to a, to a talent like thing where we just, everybody played their music. And we all kind of came from there and like did our own things. Like now we're getting all these, these accolades and, and stuff. But I know a bunch of guys who was doing a Boston music scene like years before us, you know, they come up to me and they're like, man, like you guys are killing it. Like we're so proud. And I'm just like, wow, like these are like some like OG Boston people that are just like, we didn't get that. Or like, you know, we're, we're really proud that Boston and, and, you know, Massachusetts as a whole is finally getting what it, would it deserve so it's it's awesome man i i couldn't um you know i couldn't be more be more honored it's it's cool because i feel like we haven't even like <laughs> this is the tip of the iceberg like there's so oh, many yeah. talented people here um it's almost mind-blowing like there's a lot and i think you can say you know i think you could say that uh about 
a lot of other states. And it's just, you don't really understand until you start looking at, okay, how many artists are in Boston specifically? And then you're like, wow, there's so many. And then like, well, how many is in Brockton? And it's like, wow, there's so <laughs> many. And like, they're, they're all super talented. So yeah, this is just, it's just the beginning for us for sure. Hell yeah. No, I, I believe that's also part of the reason why I like, so I started doing this podcast back over the summer because I've been writing for Alston Pudding for like five years covering, you know, wow. local music. And I was like, I love writing and I love writing about music. I love writing, mm-hmm. like covering local artists. But I was yeah. also like, you know, I've done a bunch of interviews now and like the converse, I feel like the conversations I have with artists are much better than like me trying to distill their words and like their stories and perspective yeah like trying to filter that through my own like head through my own voice and so i just mm-hmm. wanted to like put out the conversations uh, like because you know there are so many talented artists in this area who are yeah. you know just trying to get like a little recognition and there is like such a great like spirit of camaraderie where it's like yeah if, or like if one of us makes it then like we all make it right exactly Uh, exactly so you know maybe that comes from like the sports mentality we have around boston where it's like we love our sports teams but like (laughs) yeah like yeah local music artists that's like the sports team i support yeah same yeah i think i think it is like that like i i like don't i don't watch hockey but we win anything i'm like yes (laughs) the bruins like let's go go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i think it definitely has to do with our the way we carry the sports on our back like we do the same with our artists yeah absolutely also just brief aside i'm loving i'm loving the hair right now oh thank you yeah i just <laughs> i decided to go back to the green this is what i started um dyeing my hair and I, I kind of did a bunch of different ones, but green is, will always be the staple, like Leo the kind look. So I was just like, let me go back, let me go back to the green. Nice. So what do you use to like get that? It's um, it's called uh, it's a peacock green, and it's a, like a, a kind of blue. I'm not I'm not sure what it's called, but um, I go to the same person every time, and she kills it each time. Shout out to Allie. <laughs> she kills it every time. <laughs> yeah, shout out Allie. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so uh want to like dive into your music so we've been throwing around the word pop but um listening to your music there's like i can hear a bunch of like genre influence from like you know not just pop but r&b soul there's some hip-hop yeah. influence in a lot of the beats is that like a reflection of like a sort of like eclectic listening palette that you had uh growing up or like what what are some of the artists that you like grew up listening to that sort of inform the sound that you have now it it definitely is like i listen to so much music i mean i I go through these periods where i listen to so much music when i was younger it's funny i was actually i was driving from rhode island i think it was like a day ago and i put on a really old (laughs) electronic dance music album and I was like, wow, like, I remember listening to this when it came out. And, you know, then I started listening to like Pop Smoke. But it's just like, I I listened to so much music because I'm just intrigued by music itself. And that's how I started. I was I was just producing music and listening. I was falling asleep to the radio, blasting. My mom would yell at me. Um, and I just loved everything. So 
I think like for the most part, I was a pop artist kid, like early 2000s pop and hip hop is like my, I love everything that they was doing because they murdered it. Like, it's so funny. I was listening to, um, I had watched Britney Spears as, um, she did something on Netflix and I was super, you know, intrigued about like her thing. And I watched it and I was like, man, like Britney really had like a hold on the music scene. So I went and listened to her old stuff. And I'm looking at all the producers that produced it and they're still around today. And I'm like, wow, like that music was slapping. And like, these guys are still around today. And it's like, it's Britney is like, and then I'll go listen to like 50 Cent or just like, you know, some other stuff. I just listen to to every everything, man. I, I just love, you know, music in general. Yeah, I was actually listening to Get Rich or Die Trying last week. That was yeah. like a very early CD purchase from Newberry Comics for me. I remember like it was I was bought it from the Newberry Comics in like Amherst, Massachusetts when I was wow. like 11. And I like you know how like scent is really strongly tied to your memory. Right. Like, I remember, right. like listening to the album last week, like listening to Many Men, I like yeah. there, there was a smell to like the seed the plastic r- shrink wrap around cds and like yeah like my it just like flooded my nostrils even though i wasn't holding the cd i was just like right. bet thrown back to like my mom's car like putting that on for the first time exactly even though it was the like the edited version like the clean version she was like right, hor- right. horrified <laughs> she was like i can't believe i let you buy that like right <laughs> and <laughs> you know like yeah. the beginning of the end because like Two years later, I was like buying a bunch of old, like classic hip hop albums, like like Doggy Style right. and, and right. the Chronic and shit like that, like unedited Absolutely. versions. <laughs> awesome. Oh, do you? Uh, so you had mentioned you were listening to like a throwback, like electronic album that you used to listen to. Do you remember the what album that is? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Dead Mouse's. Um, damn, I think it's random album title. It's the one that came out in two thousand eight. That's all I can remember, but okay um that's early the way that i yeah yeah no that's that's some deep some deep dead shit i was um i was in high school at the time and my teacher when we would take like when we would take like tests or like do study work he had speakers in the classroom and he was a dj like off when he was out of school and he, he spun like house music and i i think like one day i usually wear headphones but I think my headphones broke one day and I was like, damn, now I got to listen to what Mr. Gomes is listening to. So (laughs) he's playing, he starts playing house music. I'm like, all right, it's cool. And then he plays, um, I remember by Dead Mouse. And I was like, yo, Mr. Gomes, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, this is Dead Mouse. That night I downloaded everything he had and I just sat there and listened to it. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I've never heard anything like it. So that's that's how you know like from an early age i was like yo music is like dope different kind of music is dope yeah i feel like everyone who ends up being because like i'm really into various electronic stuff but there i feel like there's always like one album or like one artist that like really like is the gateway to to that pretty expansive world of uh yeah of music because it's like there's so many subgenres within like electronic is kind of a bad umbrella term because it's just like it's right. undescriptive. Yeah. But I de- I kind of now that you've said Dead Mouse, there was 
one of your tracks that stuck out to me today. And again, I don't remember the name. I'll have to like go back and listen through before this episode comes out and just get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it, I was definitely like, oh, this ha- this has sort of like a big beat EDM feel to it. Uh, yeah. So again, with that like versatility, mm-hmm. which like I really appreciate artists who, you know, cross those like genre lines and like don't want to, yeah, don't want to like stay in one box. So when did you start producing music? When I was, so when I was like 12 or 14, I lived with um, my, my cousins and I lived in a three family house with my cousins. And this was around the time when PlayStation 2 was super popular. And um, they had this game called Music Maker on there. Basically, you took a bunch of loops and like you made your own beat. And I would sit there and watch them and I'd be like, oh, this is fire. Like I'm I'm just super young, like watching and they would freestyle over the beats. And it got to the point where they would like be out working or whatever. And I'd sneak in their room and like try to make beats myself. And my dad noticed and then he got me the same game. And so I was doing that. And then my dad figured out how to rip the audio off of the game and put it on CDs. And so I gave it to my friends and they started freestyling over the beats. And I was like, yo, this is actually really dope. And then my dad took me to um, a studio when I was like 16 or 15, like an actual recording studio. And I was talking to the engineers and all the artists and people. And I was like, wow, like you guys do this for a living? Like you get paid to to make music? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So that night. I, I didn't steal my mom's laptop. I like to say I commandeered her, <laughs> her, her laptop, put FL Studio on it, and I've been making beats ever since. So I think I was like 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. And then um, I didn't start singing on the records until like 2016. So it took me quite a while, but yeah. <laughs> That's some pretty savvy stuff from your dad's part, especially like figuring out how to rip the audio from like, a PlayStation 2 game because I'm sure there's like yeah. many people who know how to do that now mm-hmm. with like you know technology has come a long way in the past decade but um yeah that's that's a pretty savvy move sounds like a like a pretty cool dad who was like very encouraging of you know yeah the entire way yeah he he the entire way like he was because back in the day I mean he was a he was an underground DJ and um his mother was a singer and had a band and stuff so once he saw that I was like interested in music he was like all right (laughs) full speed ahead hell yeah how'd your mom feel uh when she found out you downloaded fl studio which i assume was probably not the most legal version of fl oh no (laughs) (laughs) no see at first she thought it was just like a computer game you know what i mean like oh this is just something he's doing and um it got to the point where I was like using that thing like all the time. So they, they ended up having to get me my own computer because I was doing it. <laughs> but I it, it was like a really rundown, but I made it work. It was a really rundown <laughs> PC, but I made it work. But for a while, man, my mom was not like, it's not that she wanted me to be a doctor or anything. You know what I mean? She just didn't support the music at first. So. It took it took a while. It was like this battle between my mom and my dad, where it's just like dad's like, no, just let him, you know. And mom was like, no, he needs like, you know, something stable with mm-hmm. money and stuff. And she's hears all these stories, and I don't blame her for it because the music industry is tough. But um, yeah, it, for a while, 
<laughs> she, she was like, no way. And then I kind of just never gave up. So she she gave up. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what happened. <laughs> Who would surrender first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice, nice. And what was it like getting started on, by using FL Studio? Because that's, I remember I downloaded that when I was like 16 and I was, it was a little above my like understanding level. And plus like, I felt like the, because uh, it's it's very loop based, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah. How was, what was that like getting started on that? It, it's funny because I think FL Studio the reason that it was loop-based was why I loved it so much because the PlayStation game was loop-based too. So when I got on the FL Studio, I was like, oh, this is just like Music Maker, but you have to like do other things. And like, you kind of like learn as you go. Like I was not good for a while, but I just was having so much fun. Like I didn't, I didn't even care. I was just like, I'm just gonna, (laughs) I'm just gonna use this thing and I'm making all kinds of beats. Like I can still think about, about the beats that I made. Like, I wish I saved them. Um, I saved some, but yeah, there's a lot where I was just, I was just experimenting, man. I was using different plugins and sounds and just really trying to dive into the program and see what, what everything did. Cause I think, I think for me, that's just how I have to work. I need to see how it all works before I can like do anything actually in it. You know what I mean? And that's what I was doing. I was just like, I need to see how this all works. And then I went from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so when did you make the decision to start releasing music? Like at what point did you, were you like, all right, I've gotten good enough and proficient enough with this, with this software, with this technology. Now it's time to start dropping stuff. It was when I, when I went to college in, well, no. So in 2012, in 2012, yes. Well, right before I went to college, 2012 this was when um like trap edm was like huge and um i was i i was making music but i was not good at mixing the music but i did not care so i i was listening to so much trap stuff and um at the same time i found out that the guys on youtube they were going to like these youtube channels to tell them to play their trap beats so it could get more notoriety or whatever. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to make a trap beat and I'm going to send it to one of these guys on YouTube and whoever takes it, I'm going to put it out. And I was, I was just messing around, like literally. And I make this beat, I, it's called Turn Up. It's not even under my name, Leo the Kindness. When I used to go under a different name, Imaginate, that was my electronic music name. And I was like, all right, I'm going to send it to this YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel, I didn't even know, they were an independent electronic music label so the dude hit me back and was like yo we want to sign this like right now and i was like oh shit <laughs> okay and i didn't know anything about anything so i was like fucking send, sign it put it up so they signed it put it up and in 2012 that was my first like ever release off of just like trying it out i wasn't like all right i'm gonna be a you know the edm artist now i was just like man let me just hit them up and see what they say and from there I kept working with them for a while. And then um, I worked with like two other electronic music labels before I changed my name to Leo the Kind. Nice. And when did you decide to make that name change? When I was having trouble because I always wanted to, I always wanted to write my own stuff. And like, 
I wasn't sure if I wanted to sing on it. You know what I mean? Like be the artist or just be the writer. So I started out, I got my, I got my first official home studio set up. It was like a $200 mic phone that I had bought from like Home Depot or something and just put up in a closet. And I was recording um, local artists, <laughs> like two or three, like my friends, like nothing serious. And I got used to like that workflow. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to try to record something over my beats. And I recorded something and I, you know, singing for the first time and everything. And I immediately was like, all right. I listened back to it and was like, okay, it's not terrible. It's not the worst. So maybe I could work with this. So I showed my dad <laughs> and I showed a couple of friends and like my close friends like laughed at me, but in the good way, <laughs> like, <laughs> It sounds worse than it is, but they were like, yo, like, we're actually surprised. Like, you sound kind of good. And I was like, word. Okay. So, so why are you laughing? Years, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they're haters. <laughs> but for two years, from that day, from two years, for two years, I went to YouTube and I learned um, how to sing from YouTube courses. Like, I, for two years, every day straight, I was, I practiced, you know, using my voice and how to sing. I would stand behind the mic and just record, 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 record over and over for two, three years. And I got my voice to a place that I loved. And I started putting out, putting out music under Leo the Kind. Damn, that's, that's dedication. Yeah, I, it's, I saw what it could be and I heard what it could be. You know what I mean? And plus, if you are in the music industry today, and I knew this way back then, if you are somebody that can record yourself, produce yourself, write yourself, all that stuff in one package is extremely valuable. And that was my thought process. I was like, I would be super valuable if I could do this. So I just, I stuck with it. Nice. It's a tug of war Battling to keep my sanity Say no more, say no more. I love you, but I can't keep killing me. I look at myself, I wonder why you don't recognize who you traumatize me. Now, what do I do? Pick up the pieces and go.
And what inspired the name itself, Leo the Kind? So I'm a Leo and I wanted to be known as one of the kind. So I just put Leo and then one of the kind together. I got me Leo, Leo the Kind. Okay, cool. Because I was wondering um, if it was like, maybe like a, about kindness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. It does kindness like, how does that play? Does that play any role in like your artistry? I think, I think in some ways, yes. Especially like when people hear ain't nobody gonna judge or, or records like that. I do think that there is a level of like, especially when I started to listen back, like for a while, I just didn't know what I was writing about or like what my message was. But I started to listen back and I'm like, you know, I'm very much like a, I don't want to say motivational, but I'm I'm trying to bring out the best in people. You know what I mean? So maybe that does t- tie in with kindness, you know? Nice. Uh, I wanted to also ask about heartbreak because you have you have this song. What is it? Let let your heart break. And, and yes, the yep. message I sort of got from listening to that was sort of a message of like allowing yourself to to feel heartbreak and and letting yourself know that that's okay. Um, right. Yes. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk more about that and like how heartbreak? How do you effectively like utilize feelings of heartbreak to to inform or inspire your art without? you know, like getting too down about getting heartbroken. I, I was, I, I don't remember if I was reading a book or if someone said it to me one day or I was listening to an audio book or a podcast. I don't know. But I remember it was, a, it was a woman and she said, you are not fully experiencing life if you're not experiencing the good and the bad. And that really stuck with me. And I was like, damn, like a lot of people try to live life. Like I only want to experience the good parts. I don't want to experience none of the bad parts. And like, when you think about it, like life just isn't like that. You know what I mean? Like can't have darkness without light, light without darkness, that kind of thing. So I started to think about like how, when I got my heart broken, what were the things that I did afterwards? And it was, you know, I learned my value and I learned like different things about myself that maybe I didn't, I wouldn't have known if not for, you know, that moment in time in my life, I use it to kind of, inspire me to go, okay, well, I learned from that. I, I, you know, I got stronger from that, um, in a, in a way and, um, not to let it be something that breaks you forever because, um, I think that that happens a lot with people. And I think I was a victim, um, of that too, for a while. <laughs> I let, I, you know, I let something get you so down and it doesn't even have to be like relationship wise. Like it could be so many other things, but, um, it'll break people. And I want them to realize, like, you can just be put back together, you know, a little bit stronger, you're a little bit smarter now, you know, a little bit better than you did yesterday. And that's really, that's really what that song is is all about. Yeah. I, so one of the common themes that keeps coming up with, like, artists that I talk to is definitely that, that how, learning how to, like, love yourself and, and mm-hmm. learning compassion for yourself and empathy for yourself. Because I think when we're, like, taught those those concepts like early in life it's always in relation to to somebody else like right you're going to fall in love with somebody or like you need mm-hmm. to be empathetic or kind to, to other people which is all true and valid but like right you also need to learn how to how to give those things to yourself just so you can even when you feel 
that because reject like you said it like heartbreak doesn't have to be about a romantic relationship or it could be like you could lose someone close to you you could you could get you know you could apply to like your dream job and and not get it or something right and you you need to be able to you know figure out how to how to pick up the pieces and and pull yourself together so you can like find something else move on and like just because you got rejected this time around doesn't mean the next time you will be or you might even right. find something better right and i think that's the most interesting part is where people get to that point and they just stop when it's like oh no you just you got to keep going because the only way <laughs> for you to actually get that is if you push through that um wall or whatever it is you know and i think that it's always like i'm not talking directly to someone i'm talking to myself first like i'm just like well listen you gotta get back up first you have to be able to you have to be able to show yourself that kind of love and compassion before you can kind of show it to others and i think that that applies to most people i i learned that i me growing up i was a people pleaser so i had like trouble giving myself that grace and that compassion and I learned that I had to, in order to, you know, actually live <laughs> the way that I'm, you know, meant meant to be living. So just trying to figure out, like, how do I put that in music, <laughs> you know, and like share it with people. Have you experienced any heartbreak specifically in relation to your music career? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Um, from the from the jump, like I wanted to be <laughs> the, the EDM DJ. I wanted to play with Skrillex and like all these people. And you kind of, I think growing up is really interesting because you, you start to see how the, this is going to sound terrible, but you start to see how the world really works in ways that when you were a child, you just can't see, you know what I mean? And, and also like your values change a lot. My values last year can change, you know, like in relation to my values next year. So you you start to want different things out of life. So for me, I try to be like, when those moments happen, I don't try to get down and be like, damn, I'm never going to make music again. Or like, damn, I'm, I'm not going to be this superstar. No, it's just like, you just have to like switch your mindset. Like I recently learned that um, you can, if you don't want to be in the forefront all the time, I think Latrell James does this a lot. Shout out to Latrell. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does a lot of like syncs and like sync placements and like stuff for commercials and and TV and stuff. And like people make a living off of that. And I didn't know how lucrative that business was, you know, until I started to do more research about it. And I'm like, you know, like some people, they people just in the music industry, they think that people give up or they throw in the towel. A lot of people just change direction and like <laughs> where they want to go. They're not always trying to be the superstar or or vice versa you know what i mean like somebody could be writing and be like you know what i'm done writing i want to be the one in front of the camera and stuff so the music industry <laughs> plus growing up in the time that i grew up in is just is really interesting so yeah heartbreak happens a lot <laughs> but you got to be able to roll with the punches yeah yeah I mean, it's not too late to end up playing with Skrillex at some point. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, he's still he's still moving. We had talked about like you had mentioned like what was big like right before and while you were at college, like trap EDM. But like while I was in college, was like 
when Skrillex dropped, uh, what's that like, uh, like the Scary Monsters album? Oh uh, yeah, and yep. so like it was also around the time that that drink Four Loco was. Oh was yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And when, it, when it still had caffeine in it, and like people right. were dying at parties, like it, like there were frat parties happening around campus that like people were getting seriously hurt and like <laughs> some people even died and so they had to take the caffeine out and so i have this theory yeah. that like the rise of like dubstep w- is like directly correlated with uh the period in which four loco had caffeine in it <laughs> yeah this t- it definitely is <laughs> when i think about like those people in that crowd oh yeah definitely definitely I just remember like scenes in like grungy basements where like yeah but like fat like wobby bass and just like everything's blurry and there's like very dim light <laughs> uh, right it was very much like a like a movie scene <laughs> very much i don't remember much more for various reasons <laughs> right <laughs> nice well thank yeah thank you for for going into that uh, oh yeah, of course. Heart, of course. You know, heartbreak is not always like easy to to talk about and reflect on, but it seems. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I love that that spirit of like perseverance. So you're also, uh, I know you're like pretty active on social media sites and like specifically TikTok, which is a very, very like it's the new hot social media site. But like mm-hmm. I've seen some of like your videos on there. You're doing duets with other people. You're like making content with your own music it's really cool how musicians specifically have started you utilizing that platform to reach their fans and like interact with their fan bases yeah yeah how like how do you think that platforms have sort of altered the way that musicians reach their fan bases and find new fans yeah it's it's TikTok is crazy, man. TikTok is huge. It's such a big platform that I still don't think people understand like how massive that platform is. You could you could come across somebody who has 10 million followers and have never seen them before in your life. And I think that is just the the craziest thing to ever happen. And that's it happens all the time on TikTok. So I like with musicians, I'll say for me. I understand, okay, if you get just one song <laughs> trending, your whole life changes. And I've seen it happen so many times. So I think that's why so many of us have decided to take our talents to TikTok because it's almost endless. It's a, it's a platform that's basically endless. There's so many people on it. So if you consistently do something um, for enough time, you are going to eventually hit something and you know your your page will go viral your videos will go viral i've gone viral a few times and i it's so funny because it's never been and i'm not mad at it but it's never been music it's always been like funny videos which i find hilarious <laughs> um i'm glad that people find me funny but um i think like for most people it's like damn i have to do this like if i don't do this no one will hear me or see me and for me, I was like that for a while, but then you have to kind of remember that the industry, the music industry specifically, is always changing. So um, TikTok is here. Utilize it now before it's gone, you know what I mean, type thing. So 
that's what I'm on. I'm just like, man, I'm going to use this until it dries up because it's changing people's lives, music and, and other people. Like there's, there was this, uh, this guy that I follow. He's a, he's a voiceover actor and he started on there with like, he already had math followers, but as his page grew, he's getting like deals from all kinds of companies and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's off the strength of this dude, just recording himself just like this on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I got to do this. Like, <laughs> you know, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, Cause I know you've done a duet with him uh, before, but I know like Hassan Barclay is like really active on there too. And he does yep. a lot of really cool videos. I uh, worked with him a lot over the years. Great, great dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. So last year when you won the BMA for Pop Artist of the Year, obviously like the BMAs weren't held. There wasn't an event for it. Right. Uh, yeah. Last year, which I felt kind of bad about because it's like such a great experience, even just like as a fan to go and see you get like various artist performances. How did it like, obviously, I'm sure it felt good to win, but like, oh, did yeah, it feel weird to not be able to like go receive the physical award at the event kind of like i w i think i was too shocked about winning that i i didn't care too much like i did want to like have something <laughs> have something other than like a photo but when i when i thought about it i was like man you know it, it's it's funny because earlier like before i had gotten nominated I, I promise you it was like a week or two before I was talking with some friends of mine or my management. I can't remember who, but I was like, man, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I don't feel um, valued here or like seen. And then two weeks later we get the nomination and I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful. And like, you really just don't know, especially in like COVID times, the whole, like, everybody's on the internet and not in your face type thing like for a while we couldn't see each other but everybody's presence was online so for me it's harder to connect that way so i was having a tough time like connecting with people over the internet and i was like i, I need to see everybody in person so i missed that aspect of the award and and the love because I had an, not for nothing, I had a great year last year. You know, Ain't Nobody Gone Judge was all over the radio. It was on multiple radio stations, but I wasn't able to, and I'm sure other artists felt this way, but I wasn't able to like really see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? For what it was, I can only see it online. So um, having to get that award and just be shocked by like damn i'm actually being seen it's just you know it's just the internet like you can't really see it but um yeah i i just was shocked by the the award i think like this time around having to go is going to be dope because not even just for like the awards like i just want to see everybody so that's it that's gonna be dope and just to see everybody like yo we're all here like <laughs> at our own award show like this is crazy i'll see you there so i'll like i'll look for that okay hair. cool yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah uh no i'm, I'm definitely excited because like every time i've gone it's been like a great time and like spirits are so high especially like because it ends up being like a, a bunch of people i know personally and have like worked with or covered or just know from being around boston music uh, massachusetts music you know they go and you know i've seen them win and just like seen the joy on their faces and it's 
you know, it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, it, like, it is like sort of niche in a way because it's, it's, you know, focused on local music so much, but, you know, I think we have to like celebrate, you know, it's, it's going back to that, like team spirit, like we got to celebrate each other and we got to celebrate right. the effort that everybody's putting in to like, absolutely, you know, make this, this music ecology uh, environment, mm -hmm. like thrive. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I look forward to to meeting you in person there. Same. Yeah, me too. Anyway, that's sort of like all the questions that I had, all the talking points that I had written down. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything that you want to sort of like plug that's like upcoming for you? Um, maybe like new releases? Like, do you have any upcoming shows that you, you want to get out there? No upcoming shows, but I will say that please make sure you guys are following me on um, Instagram and TikTok at Leo the Kind. That's L-E-O-T-H-E-K-I-N-D. I will definitely be having shows soon. I just had a show with JoJo. I opened up for JoJo. Um, that was amazing. Shout out to the Sinclair. Crazy show. Um, full house stacked. It was the most amazing show I've played. Was that your um, first show since quarantine? Yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it was quite the show. There's a lot. It was a packed Sinclair. I mean, I don't know how what the capacity of the Sinclair is really couldn't tell you but it was packed it was packed out um a lot of people came up to me afterwards and was like yo you were dope so yeah that was that was really dope but yeah just just follow me on um socials I've got new music planned I mean probably not until next year early next year been writing a lot I have so much music that I can't wait to share with everyone but yeah you won't miss an announcement if you're following me so yeah just follow me on IG and TikTok yeah, you, you heard it from leo awesome so yeah i think that's a good place to wrap up but leo the kind thank you so much for your time and getting into talking about your music and you know your background and you know what inspires you of course thank you thank you for having me it's been a pleasure i can't wait to see it up on the blog and um shout out to you guys austin but you guys are really dope i've seen so much things about you so it's finally it's dope to finally uh sit down and talk and you know get to meet virtually we'll see each other at the yeah, dmates but yeah, yeah, this yeah. is good too hopefully with some awards in hand you know yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah so follow leo the kind on social media instagram tiktok
guess you better off now. Guess I'm better off now. When that money come around, better not see you come around. Can't be taken off, cause I leave you on the ground. Get me throwing songs when you see me in the town. I got me some new shit. Diamonds you can't fool with. Leveled up, open. You can't really do this. You know what dose is. Why I'm talking about you? Guess I miss the way we used to talk about them houses. We was going dummy, but I can't be out of balance. This is something bigger than me. Something like a mountain. But I swear now that you're gone, I didn't do no malice. Just a matter of time for a forget about you. Friday, I got bum Try to take a soul, uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember like the taste of it Can't be thinking of things I did Since the party I got four more yeah. Try to take a soul, uh, yeah. I remember like the taste of it Can't be thinking of things I did Mama used to tell me it was no good We was smoking so much just to feel good Swear it didn't seem the way that it looked You was someone I wanted to stay with You was fire, I made it, I play in it Every time you walked in like some bass hitting Got everyone's attention, I'm facing Facing, yo, girl Since the party, I got four more, yeah Try to take a soul, yeah I remember like the taste of it All right, there you have it, folks. That's my interview with Leo the Kind, who is up for Pop Artist of the Year at the Boston Music Awards, which will be held this week, December 8th, 2021. If, uh, if either myself, the podcast, or Austin Pudding wins any of the, award, the awards that we're nominated for, you'll definitely hear about it on this show. So I'm really looking forward to the results and to the event itself. But otherwise, uh, have a good week, y'all, and I'll see you next week. Peace.